This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. by a mile the podcast for anything and everything colorado avalanche and the official avs podcast for the hockey podcast network all right ladies and gentlemen welcome to the episode this is episode six it will be aired thursday october 17th and uh unfortunately avs fans we almost had it at least we're still uh you know we haven't lost in regulation yet, but the winning streak did come to an end. The Avs are now 5-0-1 after six games. Won the game in Washington, lost in overtime against Pittsburgh. So, you know, really can't complain too much uh, other than maybe a little bit about the last goal. Ouch, Landis Cog, ouch! But, you know, it happens. What? Landis Gog got bailed out a couple times by coach's challenges over the last few games, so... <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It was time that he actually paid for one. No doubt. Uh, yeah, so I'm your host, Jared, here with uh, Brett in studio. Hey, everyone. And that was Tyler that you heard. He's back on the line, still over there in Ontario, but now he is married. Woo! How was that, he, buddy? Uh, it was fantastic, actually. It was a... Uh, Brett knows it was a fantastic night. Good I don't remember hear. anything. What happens Brexit. in Ontario stays in Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> Except when it comes to Leafs hockey. That shit goes yeah. viral. <laughs> what a game. Oh, we went to the walloping of the Tampa Bay Lightning on the Leafs, and that was uh, it was an experience, let me tell you that. That's what I was going to say. How was the experience? <laughs> in arena experience was lovely, but the game itself was uh, rough. That was a wild hockey game. I, I saw some wow. of that on TV. I was like, oh, man. I think the first 37 minutes was great. <laughs> yeah, sorry about, about that, yeah. Anyway, back to the Avs. Yeah, so... Good to be back. Jared, I'm sure you're happy to have hosts with you. Oh, no doubt. That was uh, my first podcast ever alone. Solo. And it's it's interesting having a uh, conversation with yourself for that long. It's, uh, it's an odd thing, I'll you, tell you that. You just need a mirror in front of you. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like a bird, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I yeah. did like your chat with... Um, uh, the Hockey Troll. Why can't, why can't, what? Hockey Troll from Capture. That's the one. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, the doc. I'm like, no, it wasn't the doc. It was <laughs> the other one. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really good. I enjoyed the talk with him. Uh, they're two great guys, I can tell, from the podcast. So it was nice uh, hooking up with them for a little segment. Uh, that was a really interesting game, too. Uh, three real quick goals by the Avs in that first period. Uh, that would be the end of the night for Mr. Holpe there. 
he probably wasn't too thrilled about that. Yeah, I don't think anybody in a Caps uniform was too happy about that first period. The the only one that I really feel was Holtby's fault was the Nas goal. <clears throat> like, the second goal, the uh, I think that was Zadorov. Yep. Uh, you guys want to play defense or? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They were they were snoozing <laughs> on that one. Kind of just only got that, walked but around. Then they screened Holpe, and then you had the other Av like flying across his face at the same time, same time as the shot. And you're just like, I don't know what you want your goalie to do on that one. Yeah, they didn't give him much uh, much support on that one. That's for sure. Can't really blame him too much. But I guess yeah, after the Kadri goal. Uh, Three goals on three shots. I don't think any goaltender's really staying in the net for that game. No. No, that that felt like that felt like a game that was a matinee game, and the goalie just was not awake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It you know, pretty much was. I guess five o'clock start in Washington, which is but, weird. Like, yeah, I know it was, but like, like it was Thanksgiving Monday in Canada, so I don't really understand why they started early in Washington. With think, two American teams. It doesn't make any sense. I think it's like it was Columbus Day or something. Yeah, it was, there's wasn't it Columbus Day? Day? Yeah. There's Columbus Day and then there's one other holiday. So is it actually a holiday? Yeah. I think it's a holiday everywhere except for three states. Something like that. Um, Us Canadians don't know your American holidays, Kay. We apologize. Just picture that Picture that star with the more you know. I don't have anywhere to, to pin it in my igloo, so like <laughs> yeah. I would. Exactly right. We don't. We can barely get television in our igloos, man. Can barely get hey, heat in our igloos. They can't get television in their igloos in Denver either. Oh yeah, <laughs> good point. True enough. Um, yeah. So I guess you know, Ranton had finished that uh, that period off with a, with his fourth goal of the year from Landeskog and Kadri, which was pretty nice goal as well. Um, from what I saw, especially in that second period, the Caps were. Th- super physical man like those guys know how to throw their body around one of them one of the hits was Ovi on uh samuel gerard oh. and he crushed him he that is vintage Ovi. oh man and that really like kind of set the tone for the rest of the game because like the abs were getting beat up they were trying to out skate you know but they were getting forechecked hard and those d-men were getting punished i think that's a big strategy that a lot of teams are going to take going forward with the abs too because of in the mobility and the talent on that back end for sure yeah that forecheck needs to really you know limit their opportunities and washington did a really good job of that especially in that second period from what i saw take their time and space away and force them into mistakes exactly easier said than done that as well too because you can't you can get caught with some of those guys like i've seen gerard do it multiple times this year where he looks like he's about to get pinched out like behind the net he'll even just squeak in front of the net and boom he's gone that guy can skate like the wind so so that's our uh uh, our friendly not so friendly bet with the boys over there looks uh Looks like it's going to be a bit spicy all year. Yeah, I bet you that's going to be close. So if you guys didn't hear, the bet is uh, Miko Rantanen is going to score more goals than Alexander Ovechkin this year. I'm a little nervous, for sure. I was nervous making the bet anyway, but I you know, I just thought it's going to be fun, and it could definitely happen. Uh, I don't think Washington, did they play tonight? Uh, let's see. Uh, they, I don't think so. 
did not. I can see it happening. If they all stay healthy and they stay together, I can see it happening. Right. But I've yeah. heard there's talk about they could split that line up. Yeah. But probably it, not. It depends. I, well, we're we're going to have to see. We'll get to it. But McKinnon, yeah, we will get to it. McKinnon might be day-to-day. He's He got a little banged up in that Pittsburgh game uh, tonight for us. But yesterday, for everyone listening, um, on Wednesday night. But uh, let's let's finish off this Caps game. So in the third period, it's it's a pretty back and forth game for sure. Um, the the Avs really started to tighten up uh, shift length. I noticed they were really just run and gun. They were, they would go thirty seconds hard, peel off thirty seconds hard, peel off, which is a good way to do it if you're trying to hold a lead, I guess. Um, they had, I guess, yeah, after the Nieto goal, it was a 5-2 lead. Um, so, yeah, they were keeping shifts short, and then those, you know, that last two and a half minutes got pretty crazy once they pulled uh, once they pulled the goalie. Two... Samsonov or something. I don't... Yeah. I always thought right. it was Samsonov, and then listening to that game, I was just like, oh, oh right. Oh, please, is that real? Like... Well, I don't know, Zadorov, Samsonov, I don't know. Zadorov, is that what it is? <laughs> That's what they were saying on the broadcast. It was super weird. Yeah, because every uh, there's been other Sams, I'm gonna say Samsonovs in the league because I've I remember there's been Samsonovs before. Oh yeah, absolutely. Never heard of a Samsonov. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was weird. But you anyway, know, whatevs. Well, yeah, they yanked a goalie. Score on that. <laughs> Score the first one, which is, I think, their third of the game. Yep. And then, as I was saying, Landis Cog with a brutal giveaway in the neutral zone. And then the offside, the third one coach's challenge in the last two games for Heimlich there. Yeah. Pretty, uh... <laughs> first, first of all, best name in the game. Right. Second of all, killing it on the video. Yeah. Uh, the one guy that writes for DNVR, uh, I'm pretty sure it was AJ. He, he put out, a uh, an article and also a tweet that was like, uh, a Heimlich maneuver that kept the guys from choking. I was like, oh, <laughs> nailed it, dude. The Just best headline it. he's going to have all year. <laughs> right. I was like, ah, oh, a, a plus on that headline. <laughs> but yeah, that's like that's crazy, man. Three goals, and also to challenge a goal that late in that tight of a game. If if they lose that challenge, that's a two minute freaking minor, dude. And they're down five, or they're ahead five four. Now they got yeah. a six on four advantage. That's well, and balls. If you're listening to the broadcast, at least the Washington Capitals broadcast, it's. They're just like, oh, man, did the puck come out of the zone? Did the puck come out of the zone? If for whatever reason the linesman decided that actually the puck did enter the zone and didn't come out over the blue line, all of a sudden you lose that challenge. It's 5-4, five, it's five, you're penalty killing, and they have momentum, like huge momentum. Right, exactly. you got to have some stones <laughs> Yeah, like on that one. That takes some big brass ones to, uh, to go out on a limb like that, but, you know... If you're a hundred percent sure on that, then you got to make that call, obviously. So, That's yeah, intense. you nailed it. I think we need a. I think we need a over under on how many 
correct coaches challenges he's gonna have this year <laughs> yeah what so we're at three and we're uh that would be five games six. through <laughs> yeah that would have been <laughs> but, five games in so six games in now yeah. three so that's 50 percent. right <laughs> does well, he I... does he make it to 41 correct challenges this year? <laughs> could you imagine 41 oh, people would lose their minds like everywhere around the league people would be rethinking this video coach uh role and just like whoa we need to study this guy this, this guy yeah. start making more money than babcock <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 10 million dollar a year video coach yeah seriously well if you're <laughs> you know if you save 41 goals against if damn. it's working yeah why and change anything <laughs> he might as well Avalanche be might Avalanche well... will all of a sudden be the the team with the lowest goals against in the league and stuff and <laughs> yeah. Partially due to Grubauer, but also Heimlich. Yeah, Heimlich would get the uh, the trophy with Grubauer for sharing the sharing the yeah, load over yeah. the season. <laughs> yeah, last year was Leonard and Grace. This year it's a coach and goalie combo. Perfect. Let's go. Just give him coach <laughs> of the year, man. Might as well give yeah, him Jack Adams. <laughs> Does it have to be head coach of the year? Can yeah. it just be a coach of the year? It's a good question. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll email Gary. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, boom. The Avs were 5-0 and after that game. Uh, damn good start to the season, you know. Uh, nothing, you know, nothing to really complain about in that game for me. It's just consistency, realistically, throughout the game. Could have sure. used a little bit more. That second period was pretty tight, and they got kind of run over a bit. That's also kind of Washington as well. We all know how good that team is, so they did a good enough job to win, and that's you know, it's what you need. There's going to be games like that for sure. Exactly, like the one we had on Wednesday night here. So the Avs go into Pittsburgh, five and zero. Pittsburgh's won their last three games going into this game, and actually, weirdly enough, since Malkin went down. Which yeah, is which a- is odd because. I really expected Malkin to have a big year. Yeah, that's un- unfortunate <clears throat> for the big guy. Um, but yeah, so they this is a good matchup. Uh, definitely was thinking before this game happened, Pittsburgh is going to be damn tough right now. Uh, even with some of the injuries that they have up front, which they have quite a few, they had a damn D-man playing on the fourth line. Yeah, I was going to say. That was a weird line of choice. Yeah. Yeah, that was very interesting. Yeah, he's like I mean, a, it's been done before, but yeah, if you're Brett Burns, I guess, and but like Brent, yeah, and Dustin Bufflin. Yeah, but they did it in Ottawa a few years ago too, and I think they did it in Tampa Bay okay. three or four years ago as well. It's very rare, but yeah, I mean, if we want to talk about weird lineup decisions, you know what you do when your team is five and zero, you start tinkering with the lineup because that makes sense. Yeah. I guess, right? You, you start healthy scratching players that are... Like, okay, I understand the guys have to come in and out of the lineup when, like, Ian Cole gets healthy and um, Comfort gets healthy and back, stuff like yeah. that, right? Like, I understand things have to change. Yeah. But generally, if you're going to change things, you pull the, like, bottom guy out of the lineup. Like, you take your sixth defenseman out, not your third defenseman. <laughs> I don't really much. understand that one. Yeah, yeah, so Bednar <clears throat> made the decision earlier today that he was going to healthy scratch Zadorov. It's really odd because it's after a game that he has a pretty nice goal. Yeah. And 
he's been playing with Kale McCarr, and they've both been playing pretty well. Like, he's been complimenting McCarr pretty well. Staying, you know, safe in his D zone. Yeah. Letting McCarr, McCarr do what McCarr does. I haven't seen too many plays where you watch it and you're like, these guys don't know what they're doing together. Yeah, literally the only time I've actually... There, okay, there's been a few times where I've been like, Zidorov, ah, you could have had that. There's one penalty in the Washington game where I was like, okay, this is not the greatest penalty, but it was kind of a weak call. But where is the indication in these games played that Zadorov should be healthy scratched is beyond my mind. I, I don't even get it. And it wasn't it wasn't to play Ian Cole. It was to play Barbario. Like, exactly. What? Yeah, Cole was back already in that Washington game, which he looks really good. That's a good sign. Um, and Minus then, his two penalties today. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a few penalties hurting the team a little bit with <laughs> that, but I don't know. Just weird. Just really weird. Yeah, you never know. Maybe he's late for practice. Yeah. Who knows? Late I, for I, a meeting, late for something. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but you watch that yeah. game and then you see, you see some of the mistakes that Barbario made and some of the, mm. some of the other things that happened. And you're just like, why? Why did you have to tinker? Why? Yeah, and partially you could have probably used some of his physicality in that game too tonight. Well, Wednesday night. But anyway, yeah. Did he did he think that because Pittsburgh's not quite like Washington that they could pull out the physicality? Yeah, I don't know if it was maybe to try and add more speed. I don't even know if Barbario's quicker than Zadarov, but he's probably a bit quicker. He's a little bit smaller, but I I don't really know. I can't. Hmm. I don't know. Very weird move. <clears throat> well, it didn't pay off. Yeah, definitely most, didn't pay off. Definitely didn't. Uh, the other lineup changes were um, Comfort came back, which is awesome. Uh, he came back to his normal spot on that third line, which is now Comfort, Jost, Wilson. He can't take Wilson off that third line now. He looks so good coming into yeah. there. Um, and then Nieto dropped down to the fourth line, and which would take Nishushkin out of the lineup. And then he fit in there with Calvert and Belmar. Which Nishushkin... Coming out of the lineup seems odd to me because he had a pretty good start. Yeah, but that see that's the one where you're like, well, he's a fourth liner. Exactly. Eventually, like somebody had to come out. Yeah, that was kind of just by you know, camp. You didn't or, have much of a choice. Yeah, it's kind of by comfort coming back, Wilson coming back from injury. It's kind of yeah. you're that you know thirteenth man. Realistically, yeah. he probably is. That's kind of where he's fitting in right yeah. now. So. But you know he played really good while he was while he was up. Uh, I think he exactly. played every other game, did he not? I think so. So he's looked really good on that fourth line too. So it's good they need that depth. Um, yeah. So going into Pittsburgh game, um, Calvert scores real early in this game. It's a interesting goal. Uh, Latang just you know, I don't know what he was doing daydreaming out there. Just failed to cover Calvert, who snuck in behind him off the rush, and Nieto feeds it over to wide open Calvert, smacks it in there. So Calvert was invisible. He yeah, had the invisibility cloak on. <laughs> Pretty much snuck right in there. Latang had some interesting stuff happen to him in this game. Yes, I agree. Especially, I don't know. Yeah, you were watching the overtime. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. We'll get there, but 
Latang just needs to take some deep breaths <laughs> in this one and forget about this game, honestly. Yeah. He did not have a good Burn game. Burn the tape. He was the Brody <laughs> yeah. of this game from Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But don't worry. Captain Crosby comes and saves the day with his best goal of the year, probably. So oh, far. Man. Yeah, just a beauty for sure. Such uh, patience. Just amazing. That's just now, Sid doing Sid things. We can't get too mad because Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen and Gabe Laniscog and a whole bunch of other super talented guys play for us. Mm-hmm. However, it's just like, can you not do this to my team, please? <laughs> Pretty Thanks. much. Like, please don't be yourself tonight. That would be super cool, all right? Yeah. But, yeah, Crosby's like, ah, oh, hell no. Nah. I'm playing my buddy McKinnon. I'm going to have to one-up this guy. Did you see the kids? Damn. Did you see the kids pregame? Yeah, with the the half seed jersey Scotia or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's that awesome. Cool. That is pretty cool. If you guys didn't see it, it's half uh, half a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey, half a Colorado Avalanche jersey, one, and then you know it's got like Crosby on the left, McKinnon on the right, McKinnon on the left, McKinnon or you know you oh, know what okay. I mean. Cro- yeah, Crosby. and then they had a sign and it was like we're all we came all the way from Nova Scotia and we don't know who to cheer for. Yeah. That's awesome. fantastic. Yeah. Good old Cole Harbor, cool. boys. Out of 25,000 people, two yeah. of the best hockey players in the world oh. have come from there. <laughs> and damn, are they both good. And they Will both... there be a third? I've heard there is a third, like, young, young 16-year-old. Oh, I think I remember hearing something so... about that, I can't remember too. what his name is, but yeah, yeah. I've heard that, too. Right. Damn, they're just something in the up. water, man. Yeah, seriously. It's that fresh, uh, it's actually not fresh. It's actually. You remember when they said there was something in the water in Edmonton? They fixed that. Yeah, it's not the same kind of something in the water. It's more, um, crappy in Edmonton. (laughs) I know, Neil likes it. (laughs) He likes it. Neil does like it. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, Crosby scores that freaking beautiful goal. And that was, what was that? Yeah, right near the end of the period. Uh, lots of penalties in this period. Like, how many? I, I don't even know how many. But, geez, like they were not hesitating to blow that whistle. Um, the Avs have been pretty good on the pal- uh, sorry, penalty kill this year, and one of those reasons why is because of Eric Johnson. The guy's a damn beauty, and we haven't talked about him enough this year, probably because. He's kind of just that guy on the team that he's like the Giordano in 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 Calgary. Uh, you just don't really notice him anymore because he's always playing well and he's always just responsible, getting pucks out, good passes all the time. So he's been a huge, you know, he's been huge for the Avs for years now. But, you know, he's really taking control of that PK and he looks great out there. It's the usual... Um... If you don't talk about a defenseman at all, that's a good thing. It you yeah exactly. It usually is right. Unless you're expect like unless you're Eric Carlson or Brent Burns or hopefully what Kale McCarr becomes. If you don't have to talk about a defenseman, that is a bonus. Like it means you're not getting beat. It means you're not doing anything crazy. Exactly. It's perfect. And him and Gerard are a freaking dynamite dynamite duo oh yeah that is a good that is a good pairing both super smart players really responsible and like both really good puck movers uh 
I heard something really awesome and interesting on the broadcast tonight. Uh, Gerard only had three minor penalties last year, and he played all 82 games. That's crazy. Wow. That is... Only mm-hmm. one other player in the league did that, and I can't remember. They said who it was. Couldn't remember. Actually, it was someone on the Penguins, actually. Whoever came really? over from the Blackhawks, actually, to the Penguins. He also had three minor penalties in 82 games. That's crazy, though. That is nuts. That is incredibly valuable, especially because he's not playing easy minutes. No. And, like, he's not played easy minutes for since he's, you know, been a mainstay since last season, so... Good on him for that, and he's probably going to keep that going because I never even see him really reaching. He just uses his feet so well to stay in the in the defensive play. It's remarkable, really. Must be nice. Um, but, yeah, so actually we forgot to mention, before that Crosby goal, McKinnon got freaking demolished by Hornquist with a big hip check. On first glance when I saw this play, I was like, pretty pissed off i was gonna say twitter like blew up yeah it <laughs> it looked a lot dirtier than it was and it's good that you know obviously that we have instant replay to see it but the thing is is that there wasn't even a call which was also very surprising um <laughs> he basically hip checked him it almost looked like it was knee just like the way that he spun and fell but it was mostly hip on basically thigh and McKinnon's hip. But he did not look happy, and he he's hurting. He's hurting today. Basically a major Charlie horse. Like, exactly. Like That's a, definitely what it looked like. You could tell he's like oh. inner bruise. Yeah. So they probably went in the room in the intermission and like rolled it out and massaged it and yeah. Um, he was definitely. You could tell he was a little hurt and that it was crazy because right after that it got a little bit spicier in this game and who was it cole yeah cole took or tooks wow good englishing um, he took the run at him he took the run right at um who was it i think it was tanov and pretty much a knee again but then you look at the replay and you're like oh he didn't really even hit his knee at all didn't even really hit his leg but you kind of got to call that because you know this is getting out of hand now people are starting to freak out it's getting crazy uh we can't we can't have this emotion stuff in hockey anymore (laughs) that's that was legit i think the ref's mentality in this game this is getting too hockey game management yeah let's uh let's make these people not play too much hockey anymore that's what the first beard felt like, honestly. They called so much stuff that was really, like... I was just like, really? Do you need to call that right now? Whatever. So, yeah. Basically, you know. McKinnon, uh, he took some shifts after that. He looked pretty stiff. He was really, really a lot slower than, obviously, we're used to. He looked okay, though, throughout the game. He started to skate it out. So... You know, Kadri took some shifts up there on the top line to share the load when he was feeling a little bit more weathered, but he looks like he'll be okay. He might be day-to-day today. I don't know. We're going to find that out when we, you know, see, but anyways, going into the second period, they're tied, um, 
and then this happens. So this game's getting pretty crazy now. Like a lot of extracurricular crap after the whistles, getting really chippy, people aren't happy. And then Michel Cormier, the linesman, just eats it hard. Oh yeah. I saw that and then I totally forgot to find a clip of that. Yeah, it was not what you want to see like it was it was pretty brutal. He just caught an edge, you know, going over to the line, catches an edge right near the boards. His <laughs> his butt hit the ground first, then smacks his head on the boards, gets pretty much knocked out. It was brutal. Everyone on the team was like, "Oh my gosh," both teams. But for one thing, it kind of uh, brought the tempo of the game and like the ferocity of the game down. So it probably kind of helped the refs in a way, as much as it hindered them, because now they're playing one linesman, two refs. Oh, so he didn't, he didn't come back. It's a good time. Yeah, no, he did not return. Word was that he is okay. That's basically all we heard. He's okay. He's not coming back. So hopefully, a, hopefully he's okay. As a former ref, I love watching them have to like deal with that. Oh, yeah. A regular fan doesn't even notice, probably. But it's fun to watch them ref with two refs and one linesman it was interesting too because i was paying attention to it after because i was like whoa i don't know if i've ever seen it i was like this is interesting you know one ref's kind of playing linesman a bit yeah the and the, the other linesman's ref. just like cruising up and down the yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's all of a sudden a way harder night for that linesman yeah totally right it's not what he expected but basically, the the back ref just his main job is on on like rush chances to make sure it's not offside, and then he's just the ref. Like it's it's really yeah. not that hard. It's just it's different, so it's fun to watch. It's probably me. probably pretty tough in the NHL. So good mm. job, good job, refs, because you guys actually did a really good job. Uh, yeah, exactly. keeping that game going. But yeah, second period was interesting. It was really heavy abs at the start of the period. And then it, it really shifted after the goal by Gensel. Um, and Gensel, just a beautiful feed by Crosby. And another beautiful goal. Both the goals... Weird. Yeah. Both the goals were so nice. Not Grubauer's fault whatsoever. It's pretty much skill. Speaking of not Grubauer's fault, he's been really solid since the Calgary game. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say this too. I haven't really noticed. There was the one goal in the Washington game where it was a little bit iffy, but realistically, he's not letting in one bad goal this year. Not since that Flames game. Exactly. So yeah, that's amazing. He's uh, he's set. Let's keep it up for sixty games, Gerby. But yeah, so game goes tied in the second. It's a good game. Uh, it was 9-9 in shots in the second. Uh, yeah, goes to the third. Pretty, uh, you know, it was a good game. Really good game. McKinnon comes back. Actually has some wheels early in the third. Freaking, you know, gets that beautiful goal. Um, that was really good to see because he was wheeling. And that <laughs> leg obviously wasn't completely hindering him anymore in that at that point in the game he was loosened up enough anyway again took we're gonna some see... nice muscle relaxers and yeah. some angulars and we're gonna have all to was see. good again but yeah pittsburgh one thing about pittsburgh they block a lot of shots man holy crap definitely they, they put their body on the lines like 
I don't know how many times I was seeing a Pittsburgh player do you know drop why? down. I always do. Do you know why? Because Murray Stokes? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, now, boys. I'm not saying Murray sucks. He's got two Stanley Cup rings. <laughs> but he's not the Murray that he was when he won those two Cup rings. That's true. <clears throat> he did look good in this game, though. Because he has money yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it's all... So money does. Just get to it's relax. You down. Oh, your, or get your money. It's a good move. But if you relax too much, you become uh, anti-Niemi and you get put on waivers 14 times. <laughs> that's, uh, that's true. That's very true. He's bounced around quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, it was a really good back and forth in the third. Kadri also looks really good. He looked really good in this game. That's one thing I was going to say about Kadri. We were kind of talking about, about it before the podcast tonight. And he's really looked a lot more comfortable. It looks like he's completely settled in with this team now. And that second line is really finding some chemistry now. And, man, in this Pittsburgh game, he was... I'm surprised he didn't have a few more looks at the net. He did have some. But his stick handling was really, really good. And he was, like, he even had this one little section early in the game that was in the defensive zone. And he, like, deked out three guys behind our own net and then brings it out. I was like, whoa, whoa, Nazem. And from then on, Where did that come from? Yeah, from then on, you could see it. Whenever he had the puck, he was was looking to be dangerous for sure. So good on Mr. Nazem Kadri because he's come in and doing exactly what the Avs wanted and need from him. So Definitely. Oh, yeah, also, he entered the night best in the league face-off percentage. So, really? Yeah. I heard that. I, th- I heard, uh, isn't Sean Monahan up there, too? Yeah, he's probably up there, and too. And who's the other one? I think there's a Toronto. Tavares, probably. Yeah. They're all left-handers. I, I read a stat today about this. The NHL is all left-handers now. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, there's only, say. like, 20% right-handers I remember left, being I a like. kid and being one of, like, only a couple left-handers on my team, and now all of a sudden, right. there's no righties anymore. Yeah, where I did understand. we all go? That's why the games got better. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so much quicker now. <laughs> everybody golfs right-handed, but everybody plays hockey left-handed. Yeah, what the heck? Yep, that's what we do. Represent. <laughs> but yeah, so this game, all tied up. Nothing much really happened in the last few minutes of the game, but you could tell both teams didn't really want to make a mistake, so... Goes in overtime. Uh, this is when it got funny for Latang, honestly. There's an icing call. It was icing, okay? Like, I don't know how you can not call the icing. The Avs player, I can't remember who it was. He got ahead of Latang for a moment. That's when you have to blow, the, or, sorry, not blow the whistle for icing, right? Yeah. Yeah, my bad. Uh, he pretty much did beat Latang back, but Latang was pissed. He was like losing <laughs> his mind. Anyway, then another, then an offside happened. Like I don't know, thirty seconds later, Latang was just losing it. I was kind of <laughs> just laughing at him because like he's not having a good time. He goes to the box, slams the door. Honestly, I don't know if the two guys beside him were laughing at him, but it definitely looked like they were, which made it even more funny. Anyway, <laughs> uh, then two twenty-two left in the third or in the overtime period Dumoulin gets a slashing call 
definitely a slashing call. He slashed the stick right out of Makar's hand. Yep. Didn't give him, you know, that's that's a penalty. He was pissed about you it. You can't do that. You can't do that. So it's looking the old, good for the, the old abs. Hold on to your stick one. Yeah, exactly. Hold on to your stick. Yeah. Um. Looked pretty good for the abs. Power play. Yep. I right. looked at my phone. Saw that they were on the power play, and I was like, oh, here it is. Here we go. Here we go. 6-0, and right? You know, put it in on this awesome power play. And not too much. Shorthanded goal. Shorthanded goal, people. By Brandon Tanov, of all people as well. Unassisted. He had, he, had a, he had a good game. He looked great out there, too. Winnipeg might have lost a decent player in him. Um, yikes, Landeskog, buddy. Shorthanded goal. Buddy. Put the goal in the net with his own Short-handed stick. Shorthanded goals in the NHL are rough to begin with, but a shorthanded yeah. goal in overtime—they literally have two guys on the ice. That's it. That would. Sorry, what am I? I'm gonna crack three guys. Like, <laughs> That's good stuff out there. Uh, they have three guys on the ice, yeah. and you're telling me you just let really? It, it was bad. It, mm. You know that. <laughs> It's unfortunate. It's okay. They're five zero and one, but of course that's how this uh, winning streak would end at the start of the season. Yeah, uh, un- unfortunate circumstances, but the real unfortunate part about it, in my eyes, is that they couldn't extend the streak past what the Oilers did. I know. Yeah, that sucks too. <laughs> that's what I was hoping too. Uh, they both end at five, unfortunately. Unbelievable. But I think it was a, the NHL jinxed it the other day because when both the Oilers and the Avs were uh, tied, like undefeated, they sent out a tweet and said, the two undefeated teams. Guess what? Both games that they played next, they both lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty brutal. But, you know, overall, you can't really complain too much. No, nope. 11 points one and one in the first six games. Yep. Pretty all right. Yeah. And especially, you know, also to start this road trip, they got three points in two games. So this is going to be, honestly, this is going to be one of the toughest parts of the season. Yeah, for um, sure. Because it's such a long, tough road trip and also freaking six, or sorry, four games and six nights. Yeah. Epic. Four games and six nights and the quality of the opponent is insane. And all traveling, not, not close. Like yeah. Pittsburgh, now they're going to Florida. Yep. Both Floridas. Then they go all the way to freaking St. Louis. It's like, <laughs> oh, man. So At least the back-to-back is in Florida, so it's like yeah, not that exactly. bad. Yeah, it, it, I guess it could be worse. <laughs> it's also nice that they've got Florida while they're still struggling. Well, they being Bobrovsky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That, that like that's obviously this is what Florida signed Bobrovsky to be their guy. Florida hasn't had their guy since Bobby Lou left the first time. Yeah, yeah, really. Until they get their guy in Bobrovsky to actually play like the guy, it's easy pickings to go into Florida and hopefully come away with two points. Hopefully, yeah, exactly. But this will be the this will be the first loss of the season. Just watch. <laughs> don't say that i'm not trying to be negative nancy <laughs> but i'm just telling you this is 
If there is a night that you could maybe see the Avs maybe trying to take a night off on this the trap road trip, game. could be this, this is one. The, this is the trap game. It, it is. It is. Hopefully, it doesn't happen though. That's coming up Friday, October eighteenth, five p.m. Mountain Time start. Over there in the east, of course. So, see what the uh, Avs can do following their first loss, but still have a loss in regulation. So we still got that. I I think we're the only one in the league that's got that still going, right? I think so. Yep. So so there you go. We still got something going, and uh, we actually got a lot going still. So. Don't you worry your little booties too much. No. Lots of good stuff coming up here. Hey, like the team said, they haven't played their best hockey yet. And They're it's, just warming up. And it's very, very true. They're, it's been the main thing that I've noticed is no game's been bad yet. It's just consistency, which is going to take time. And if you're going to, you know, worry about that too much, just look at the record and look at some of the other teams in the league, what they're doing. Because... We're doing just fine here. Yeah, I'd be, you know, pretty happy if I was an outside, right? Like you guys. Exactly. And as we said before, this is the most ridiculous road trip. And if you didn't think the Washington game was a tough opponent, if you didn't think Pittsburgh was a tough opponent, don't worry. Right around the corner is Tampa Bay. On a back-to-back. On a back-to-back. Most likely Francis is going to play that one. Yeah, that's actually something to keep an eye on. I was going to say, what? who do you think they should play in Florida? Oh, man. Conventional wisdom says you play your starter first. Right. Um, honestly, I don't think it matters too much, if I'm being honest. Watching Francois play his first game against uh, Arizona, I believe, he looked real good, too. Um, nothing... Nothing bad so honestly i don't think it matters i hope not yeah so so i think that's i think that's bednar's what's going through his head right now though is who do you start which night yeah because it's tough man it's that'll be a big decision and but here's the thing though i don't think that's a as stressful decision as it has been in the past because Francois looked really good in his first game. So it really takes a lot of stress off their shoulders, I think, with that decision. And I think if, if it were my decision, I wouldn't really care. I'd play whoever because, you know, two good goalies, your team's playing well. I don't think it matters who's backing them up out of those two because they're both going to give them a chance to win. And, the offense is going to take care of the rest. Hopefully. Hopefully. But, yeah, I guess that kind of wraps it up, eh, boys? I think anything, so. Yeah. Anything else? All right, so it's a hefty schedule coming up here. We got both the Florida games here in between our next episode, which will be Monday. Uh, we got Friday is the Panthers, like I've already said. And then Saturday the 19th is Tampa back-to-backs. It's going to be tough. Hopefully, Then we'll the be boys... back on a Sunday recording. I'll be back in the studio finally. Hooray! And we can preview and break down those games. We'll preview the St. Louis game on Monday. Yeah. 
life's going to be good. For sure. Uh, until then, have a good one, everybody. Thanks for Enjoy listening. Enjoy your weekend. Yes. Watch some hockey. Enjoy this Florida run. Don't forget to visit us on Twitter at Offside by a Mile to join our conversation and have your voice heard. Also, check out the rest of the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast there or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The biggest thing you can do to support us is by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star rating. Also, if you're looking to donate to the network, visit the Hockey Podcast Network's Patreon page. All donations go straight to the podcast host. Thanks, and see you next episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.